The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 20th, 2018, Season 14, Episode number 100. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star Talking Cowboys Football. If you guys for 45 minutes here today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Tampa Bay offense, the Tampa Bay defense. Dave will get us, give us a scouting report on both. In the final segment, we will get with our guy Steve Buchanan from DraftKings, talk a little bit of championship fantasy football. Um, and we'll also take questions. You guys got some questions, some comments. 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll, we'd love to hear from you guys. So how's everybody doing today? Jeez. Bien. I was Bien. waiting. I'm Bien. so good. I was waiting to see what everybody else said. But I'm why me. I'm great. Okay. But I just wanted. I don't know. I didn't want to speak for everybody else. You didn't have to. You could have spoken for yourself. But I didn't want to jump in in front of everybody else. My perception is that everybody seems to be in a good mood today. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're in a good mood today. Uh yeah. All right. Good. Good. This is gonna be a spicy show. Then I like it when you're in a good mood. Nick, you good? Good, fair. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk first about Are injuries. Are you good, Derek? Thank you for asking. Yes, I'm good. Okay. I'm very good today. All right, so let's talk about injuries first. We got three guys that did not practice. Zach Martin's back. Oh, I was just about to mention this name as a did not practice yesterday. Zach Martin's back. back. Is he healthy? No. <laughs> Would you sit him? He no, hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been healthy all year. <laughs> I know, but I'm... No, I wouldn't sit him. You're like, we got to go all in. He's the best this player is, on this hey, team. This is the playoffs. He's a tough m effer. He's ready to go. Wow. Okay. I mean, well, I scratch that last statement. I don't know if he's ready to go. <laughs> it's Thursday. It's very encouraging that he's back to practice. Um, But we'll see. But, I mean, he's, he's a tough son of a gun. He's a great player. I think that if they're... Backs had truly been against the wall against Indy. He probably could have gutted through that too. It's just a, it's an assumption on my part, but just knowing the type of guy he is, I think he could have. Uh, and I definitely think he can gut through it this week. So there's no opinion, I guess, on this panel that if he's not, and I don't even want to say hundred percent, if he's still hurt that you would sit him this week because you're thinking of the big picture and the playoffs. Big picture starts to look kind of iffy if right. you don't win this game. Right. This is the playoffs. I'm win not trying game. to go to the Meadowlands and not, oh, and not yeah, have a Yeah, I think that's spot. a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you go win this game. You get him out there, play, and let's win this game. And then sit him for, for the Giants game. If you need to. I mean, or you probably would. You'd sit a few people for that game. Yeah. You can got you gotta win this one. This is the one to win. This is the most winnable game on your schedule right now. So outside of that. The Cowboys' injury report looks actually pretty good. The only other guys that did not practice yesterday are David Irving, Jeff Swain, which we expected. We don't expect that they'll be back this week, um, so you can pretty much kind of write those guys off. But there were a couple guys that were limited. Tavon Austin limited with the groin injury, Cole Beasley with the foot. Sean Lee still with the hammy, even though he played uh, last week. Um, and then Xavier Suofilo was limited with the eye injury. Uh, how we? What are we hearing about those guys? Any of those guys looking like specifically for Tavon Austin and Xavier Xavier Suofilo, uh, because Tavion still hasn't come back yet, and and for Suofilo, that injury is just so gruesome. You just don't know if he's going to be able to play. But what are you guys hearing? 
Uh, Xavier said yesterday that he in, in he's hopeful he can play and he intends to and he's feeling a lot better. You know, he was rocking the Tom Ford sunglasses, keep mm-hmm. the light out of his eye, probably keep people from having to look at it too. Kind of, probably kind of gnarly looking, but uh, he's out there. I I yeah, I feel good about him being available and Tavon. You don't want to read too much into it, but he was part of the kind of pre-practice walkthrough that they do today where they kind of they go through some of the stuff they're going to work on on air instead of against the defense. And he was he was part of that. So and usually if you do that, the expectation is that that's preparation for game like that's game prep. Right. um, Which would be a positive sign. Right. So and I think they're, they're excited about getting him back for punt return. I mean, Beasley's not giving you anything really there other than the guy that catches it. So I think they're excited about having him back. I don't know about kickoff returns, but they always kick it over their head anyway. So, yeah. But he's your gadget player. Right? That's, yeah. that's yeah. at least the hope gadget that you player want to be able to do a lot of those different kinds front of front returner. Yeah. I think I much think that's a gadget too, huh? Much like Sean Lee only played seven snaps. I, you know, if let's say Tavon plays, I bet it would be they're not just going to open every everything up with him not that they really ever were but i think he would mainly be your return man to start and a very limited offensive role would be my guess but yeah i feel good about him playing i was just gonna make a comment about xavier for those who don't really know um he basically told me that it looks it looked like when a fighter gets punched right in the eye and then he gets super swollen to where your eyes literally shut so he said the swelling is going down. He's putting in drops throughout the day. And he didn't really show me, but I saw it from the side. It did seem a little less swollen, but all of it is still purple. Like a whole black eye all a around. Whole it. area. Yeah, yeah. If you go watch if you go watch the video of him, yes, you know, he did a media interview and there's a video. He wore his sunglasses in the interview, which is great. But He's it's, not the only one that wears sunglasses in the house. Yeah, no, I know. I was like, well, Jalen does that every week. So <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, underneath, you can see it's like purple and gray, just all. Yeah, like you can I even said, see it outside of the yeah. gnar- gnarly is a great word for it. Like, yeah. yeah. Can I get a legal hand to the face? I mean, if this is you, going on, what if it was? This. What if it was Lyle <laughs> that did it? You're gonna right. flag your own teammate? Was it that? Xavier said he didn't know for sure, but that's kind of the the word coming from every. It was that Lyle was the guy. Xavier said he didn't know for sure, but because I, I did go back and look at it, and it does look like the Colts guy has got his hand like right there. So I mean, like he's got his hand on his face. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been a nice penalty. I mean, if, you, if you're gonna have, you lose your guard for the game on fourth down and the guy fumbles, it would have been a nice penalty to have first and goal. First down two. at the they might got a field goal. Out maybe of that. at the half yard line. I don't know. First I, and goal. I don't know if they score out of that with Adam Redmond coming in the game right off the bat. Got three shots, so four shots. Probably three. Yeah. No, I just I think that it would just one of those plays where. You know, you you talk about a fighter. You know, it happens every whether they get punched on fifty times or like in Rocky, like a thousand times, and that's what happens. One punch, one finger to the eye, inadvertently. Yeah, maybe. but that's I like I I wasn't there. I don't know, but I think he had somebody's digit like a couple knuckles deep in his eye. You said that a couple times. I don't it's, need to know the image. I'm just like, saying, oh. like this ain't like he got. You know, he didn't poke himself while he was putting his contact. Right, in. this thing was like all the way in there. Yeah, it's gross. It's real gross. Yeah. 
Okay. Sorry. Sorry. On. Sorry. Let's move on. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the Tampa Bay offense. Dave, give us your scouting report on this Tampa Bay offense that right now is ranked third in the NFL. Big plays. Uh, good and bad. That's, I mean... <laughs> Well, no, for, for you and for them. For real. This is, I mean, it's backyard football. You got a cannon-armed quarterback and some really scary wide receivers, especially if Deshaun Jackson comes back this week, which it's trending that that will happen. We'll see. But Mike, Ever Mike Evans is averaging 18 yards per catch, which mm. as a 1,300-yard as a receiver, that's hard to do. Like when yeah. you're talking about a high volume of catches, that's hard to do. Deshaun Jackson's been missing with a broken thumb for a decent chunk of the season, 19 yards per catch. Like we knew that about him, but it, he's he's still pretty scary. Even I mean, what this is like year 12 for him or something like that. Uh, third in total offense, first in passing offense, uh, 28th in rushing, only 25 points per game. Which that's the other thing. Um, they just they just love to give the ball away. Which to Nick's point from yesterday, that's why Jameis Winston hasn't been the quarterback all year. He's obviously suspended to start. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, plays great. Jameis comes back. They've been swapping them in and out. 32 total giveaways this year. They are minus 16 in turnover differential. Jameis has 13 interceptions, and he's missed like five starts. So 13 interceptions in nine or ten games. Wait, he's missed how many starts? Well, He got benched for two and then missed another two. Yeah, but he started the season. Didn't he start the season with four? Was it four? Three. Three games. Three. Three, so three games suspension. Then a nut, so he's okay. missed like five okay. games. All right. I was just figuring out. I, I didn't know if you had factored that in the games no, no, no. he missed at the beginning of the season for the suspension. Um, yeah. 13 picks in nine games, give or take. Um, Jeez. Yeah. No, not great. Yeah. Um, and that's why, yeah, they benched him. He has, he's been back for a little while. He's been back since like October 28th, I think. So he's been in there. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's feast and famine with these guys. Um, they are better at running the ball than I, you know, I don't want to fall into the same trap two weeks in a row. Like, you know, the Colts were supposedly terrible at running the ball. The stats say they're not great. They ran it 21 times for 85 yards against Baltimore last week. Peyton Barber was averaging five yards per carry. So I don't want to say that they can't do it. It's a good defense. They did that again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they're not great at it. And pay, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say it for the second week in a row either. Peyton Barber is not the scariest running back that they're going to play this year, but neither was Marlon Mack. So something to watch. I'll be curious to see how the run defense rebounds. I don't think this offensive line is as good as the Colts. They've given up 37 sacks this year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any, any questions? Yeah, I do have one question. Uh, you talked about their big playability. Uh, I can't recall, but has there been a game this season where the Cowboys have particularly been susceptible to big plays? Like Seattle. Just gotten beat up like that. Seattle. Seattle was a early early on. Um, they didn't have they didn't have Xavier Woods at the time, uh, but they gave up a fifty two yard touchdown to Tyler Lockett and mm -hmm. a thirty something yarder to um one of their Jerron Brown I think, uh, and then Detroit the week after that Golden Tate torched okay, him yep. twice. Yeah. So it was a while. I remember ago. early in the year a couple times. I mean, and Hopkins didn't really have big play like. Yeah. down the field it was just like weaving through everybody but i think in the last few weeks they've sort of i mean really last like seven weeks they've they did give a big play this last game but it wasn't it, to me i didn't think of that as a problem for them they couldn't stop the run that was the issue um and so i know they've had moments when they've given up big plays i didn't recall them that being like theme oh. of a game where Don't they just they? could not they were just getting beat up downfield Don't they, they have uh, another thousand yard receiver 
Um, Godwin. They have Godwin. Does he have a? Th- I don't think he has a thousand yards. That would be shocking. Uh, and they, well, they have Adam Humphreys too, which is, I mean, Cole Beasley 2.0. Hello, he's the he's the same guy. I mean, carbon copy almost. Cheaper, slot receiver, maybe cheaper. Well, I guess we'll see. I was like, was he doing Twitter? Is he is he rap? Like, he what, uh, he does not do? rap. No, he does. What does he do on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> he's got uh, God. Godwin's got a, <laughs> Godwin's got about seven hundred yards, five touchdowns. Um inconsistent like yeah. i'm just godwin and and honestly evan like evans evans can he'll drop one on you from time to time godwin definitely uh i liked him a lot coming out of penn state he's hit and miss and that's i would rather play chris godwin than deshaun jackson just deshaun jackson yeah kills these guys all the time which i i'm fascinated if deshaun jackson does play i would you know you would assume byron jones wants to match up with mike evans as much as possible which welcome to the pro bowl have fun dealing with a tight end that can run like a receiver, basically. Yeah. But then, but what do you do with Deshaun Jackson? If you, I mean, get, you got to pick your poison between those two guys. And I, I just Cheeto Wuzier, like once again, tough luck loser. Like you're going to draw a tough assignment regardless because it'll be the guy that Byron isn't on. Yeah, and that's the thing too. I, I don't know that this is a week I necessarily say I want to travel. I usually I think of traveling a guy when it's like him. It's one receiver. And then everybody else is just whatever. I think this is a week where you've got a couple different good players. So you stick with where people, where your guys are. You don't necessarily have to travel. Just wherever they line up, you just cover the guy that's in front of you, right? I agree. I mean, and this team, they don't travel an extraordinary amount anyway. But, like, I want Byron Jones on Evans as much as possible because Byron is so physical and he's got the athleticism to hang with a guy like that, which – if you're going to get away with the amount of contact that Byron prefers to play with, it, it would be against a bigger receiver like yeah. this. So you got to blitz uh, Jameis because I mean, he's, he's obviously not he that going accurate. nowhere. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. And, but that's where the big plays probably come in because he's like, all right, if I'm getting, you know, pressured, I'm going to throw it up. I'll throw it up to Evans. I like my chances there or throw it deep to, to Jackson. That's where I bet they get a lot of chunk plays mm-hmm. and they probably get a lot of, you know, Bad plays as well. Jameis is just going to heave it downfield more times in this game than Dak probably has all year. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I believe that. Heath, Heath's going to get two interceptions. This would be okay. – this is the game where – I mean, Jameis has a ridiculous – He's always right there. He's got a ridiculous amount of confidence in his arm. Probably too much. 13 picks. So yeah, like, th- this defense should be able to get a pick or two in this game. And even – I don't – you don't, you don't even have to, like, break in front of the ball. Like – bat it up and let somebody else whatever whatever it takes but they need to force some takeaways in this game playing at home against a quarterback that likes to give the ball away and they're going to be throwing it a lot so the other thing you can't you can't let them embarrass you on the ground for lack of a better word because they shouldn't be able to dictate this game with their running game obviously the Colts did that like I said I don't you know Allie Marpet's a good player Donovan Smith is a pretty good player I don't think this offensive line is as good as the Colts was though so yeah all right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. Dave's going to give us a scouting report on the defense, the Tampa defense, and how that matches up with the Cowboys' offense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star Talking Cowboys versus Buccaneers. Dave gave us his offensive scouting report on the Bucks. And now they'll tell us a little bit about the defense. Dave, take it away. They're bad. <laughs> They're bad, Derek. Nick, your stat was the best one. So tell everybody your stat from yesterday. Well, I was looking at the red zone offense for the Cowboys. And if you notice, the Cowboys have struggled in the red zone uh, mm-hmm. with their offense. So I was really? like, yeah, they have. They're not very good, actually. They're 31st in the that NFL. Sucks. Yeah, 43 attempts, 19 touchdowns. That's, that's not good at all. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Real quick, and the guy was telling me stats, and I was like, wait, real quick, what are the Bucks on defense? He's like, hmm, they're last. I was like, well, really, are they bad? He's like, 40, you know, 51 attempts that teams have gone in there. They've scored a touchdown 40 times. Out of the 51. Out of the 51. And that's good teams, 40, bad teams, average teams. field goals. Wow. So 51 trips inside their 20, and only three times that they've got a turnover or turnover on downs or missed the field goal. I mean – the Bucks are allowing wow. a touchdown 78% of the time when the opponent gets to their 20. <laughs> Cowboys are scoring a touchdown 44% of the time when they get to the opponent's 20. That could oh, fix a lot of your problems something's here. Something's got to fix a lot of your problems. Yeah. Huh? yeah. On buck break, the, the, right we're now. Like, we're, finally, buck break. we're finally going up against an offense we can stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that right. I mean, that's, that's Maybe the it's most. just called, arr, arr. Like that Mickey drop we've got. Yeah. Perfect. 
<laughs> if you cannot win in the red zone against this team, then you have some serious major problems. And here. they do. They, they do. Have, they yeah, have serious but, major but problems. Then if look at, it happens look at this week, eyes. then that's a... That's, uh, I'm firing somebody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's Amber speaks for the fans because she's like, I don't know who's got to get fired, but somebody's, somebody's got to go. Somebody's going. Just Doesn't think, matter if it's it. Christmas. Somebody's got to go. You know what? Maybe that, by next week. <laughs> that's the end of the rant that you had the other day. You were just ranting, and you didn't really have an ending like. That. Oh, she just let us know. That's the ending. Somebody's getting fired. She just went straight. I don't think that would be the case. I I would imagine they they could be successful here because obviously the Cowboys don't struggle getting to that point, to the 20-yard, and they have the tools. They have the tools to do it, and especially going up against this team that's so bad at that, they should be able to. Well, what are they bad at, though, just in general? Like, run? Let's let's talk about it. I mean, they're bad at everything. Uh, They're Mm. giving up 387 yards per game, 259 passing yards, 128 rushing yards. That's all 27th or worse. They're giving up 29 points per game, which is 30th in the league. Um, But the funny thing is, like, they do a lot of stuff similar to the Cowboys. I mean, that sounds dumb because the Cowboys are obviously good at all that stuff. But they've got 16 takeaways, which is just as many as the Cowboys. They've actually got more sacks than the Cowboys. They've got 36. That's I was surprised to hear this. I mean, Tampa Bay is just a wasteland in terms of, like, they're not – covered on a national level you're not going to learn about the bucks by watching sports center mm-hmm. um jason pierre paul has 11 and a half sacks they've got some talent that's the interesting part about all it this. would not have guessed that yeah the nfc east uh cast off defensive line here jason pierre paul's got 11 and a half sacks bo allen you remember him mm-hmm. he's starting at d tackle for these guys gerald mccoy first round pick gerald mccoy is probably the new joe thomas in the sense of just like a Badass player who nobody thinks about because he's stuck in a bad situation. Yep. Uh, Carl Nassib comes over from the Browns. They claimed him off waivers at the end of the preseason. He's you, got sorry, sorry to interrupt. He's got six and a half sacks. Sorry. Do you know how many the highest amount of sacks they've got in one single game? The Buccaneers, yeah. not off the top of my head, no. Because I'm just wondering sorry. if if it's if inflated, it's kind of well divided, and, and or they have just the one season. game they yeah, got yeah, half yeah. their sacks, and yeah, I would I would argue the fact that. They've got, I mean, JPP would be leading this team in sacks. And then they've got two guys in Nassib and McCoy who are better, doing better than the Cowboys got. I mean, McCoy's got six from the D-tackle position. so That's significant. To have three guys with pretty healthy sack numbers, I would guess that it's pretty evenly distributed. But I do not know that off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, they do they do a lot of this stuff the same, except... And, and, I mean, they got Levante David, who we were talking about this before the show. If Jay, I mean, Jalen Smith's not happy about getting snubbed by the Pro Bowl. Like, Levante David's got 105 tackles, four sacks, and a couple recovered fumbles. Like, he's a damn good player, too. It's Linebackers can tally up stats, and there's only so many spots to go around. Um, I wonder mental toughness, for lack of a better word. Like, you see a lot of similarities here, and then you see that they're giving up a score 78% of the time in the red zone. Cowboys defense, for comparison, is 50%. 20 times, only 20 times in 40 trips have they given up a touchdown. And then they've forced at least five or six turnovers and, and missed field goals and things like that, too. So faring far better. And I just wonder... I wonder, like, the mental aspect of that, you know, is like when things aren't going your way, can you buckle down and, and not let it get the better of you? Or is also part of that your coaching, the person who's making the calls. Yeah. The things that they do in the red zone, 
can actually stop teams from scoring touchdowns a lot at a higher rate than maybe somebody who doesn't change those things or doesn't have the ability to give put this, a team in the right position in those situations. Yeah, this seems like a bend and break defense. Yeah. Like they're, they're bending all the way because 51 trips is a lot of trips in there, and then, yeah. they're, and then they're breaking when they're in there. And it sounds like they're it sounds like this is what the Cowboys would be, but for the fact that they're able to make stops in the red zone. And that's well, I don't know, I don't want to go that far because like the Cowboys are fifth in total defense. I mean, they don't. I know they got gas. They don't like they don't let people in the red zone as frequently. Yeah, right. One well, per 11, game, eleven fewer times. Yeah, you one know. per game fewer. Yeah, but I I I hear you though. I mean, game. Yeah. Right. If you if if people are getting to the twenty and then zipping down, or so let's say you go to the red zone four times in a game, that's eighty extra yards of offense per game. I mean that stuff matters. So it really, I mean, you know, people don't want to hear Ben, but don't break. But like in this day and age, it's so easy to accumulate yards between the twenties. Like it's all about how you handle those scoring opportunities. And yeah. clearly, the Bucks are not good at it. The Cowboys are pretty good at it. Yeah. Did you say that the the Bucks have sixteen turnovers? Takeaways. Takeaways. Yes. Did you also say they're that minus they, 16 they're minus 16? So my math says that their offense has turned the ball over 32 times. Twice as many times as their defense has gotten takeaways. 32 giveaways. God. It's on it like it, it's like that salvation I, army. I it's, it's <laughs> I think it's it's easy to it's easy to make the argument that turnover differential is like the most important stat in football. Yeah. It's it's one of them. Yeah. And uh, 32, uh, 32 giveaways on the year. I'm surprised their record's not worse, honestly. Yeah. I mean, honestly yeah. But that also may tell you how good their offense really has been as far yeah. as just oh, moving they're, the ball. They're yeah. scary, and they're going to get yards in this game. Again, yeah. red zone is is what it comes down to. Um, I worry the the good stuff on this defense is like down the middle, in my opinion. Gerald McCoy's a beast. They drafted Vita Vea, who is definitely not – living up to being a top 10 pick right now, but he is a highly athletic, gigantic, 350-pound nose tackle. Could give you problems on the interior of your defensive line, maybe, for one yeah. as banged up as this one. Levante David uh, is probably their – well, he's he's one of their better defenders. He's been one of the better linebackers in the NFC for a while. And then um, Brian's really high on this kid, Jordan Whitehead. I remember he's a rookie safety out of Pitt. He's starting as a fourth-round pick rookie. Um, you know, he's not Earl Thomas, but he's playing pretty well. So you've got good players all down the middle of your defense. And for a team that likes to run the ball and doesn't like to have pressure up the middle and their quarterback doesn't like to throw it over the middle of the field, those things could all be problematic. So talk to me a little bit about Gerald McCoy, Vita Vea matching up against the center and guards for this team. I mean, do I need to explain it to you? Yeah. I mean, did you watch? Yeah. Did you watch the Colts game? Well, that's you want to relieve that, Derek? Uh, you want to? Uh, no, I'm just ask, I'm asking the question of: Do you think that that can be a big enough problem where it really affects the Cowboys' ability to do what they want to do? Because you can talk about the run game. Cowboys aren't afraid to run the ball on the outside too, so they don't necessarily have to run it up the middle in order to be productive. My question is: Can the can these defensive tackles wreck this game? Are they that good? No. Based upon what you have? No. At, I'm just going to say no because okay. if they were that good, they're not get letting 40 touchdowns go inside the red zone. That's where you buckle down. That's, the, I mean, that no, I, I don't think so. I think we're talking about a guy that was a really good player uh, a few years ago. Who, McCoy? McCoy. I mean, he's he's probably still up there. Um, Vita Vea, I mean, he's probably got some ways to go as a first-round pick still. I mean, I, I just don't think – numbers will tell you they're not wrecking anything right now. Like, that doesn't mean that Adam Redman's going to push him off the ball or, any, or anybody or just Looney or – 
or Connor Williams or whatever. I'm just saying this is definitely one of those games where you don't look at it and you say, they're not that good on defense. We can rest Zach. No, you need to play Zach Martin. Oh, that's don't neutralize yourself. I sure there. would I sure would feel better about this game if Zach can play. Like that will make me feel a lot better. Zach and Sofila, you feel pretty good they can hold up against that defensive. Yeah. And that's my they'll question. Make, they'll yes. make Looney better. Yes. So so although they're good, they're not so good to where they should be able to consistently beat well, if you've got your guys, if consistently beat your guys. You've got your guys. Yeah. And and I I I agree with Nick on one instance, but not the other. Which I mean, I, Gerald McCoy is a badass player. He's on a bad defense, but you know Jerry Jones loves to say it, like they pay their guys too. Like yeah. he's he's a really really good player. And yeah, if he's going up against Adam Redman, he probably can wreck this thing for you. Uh, so <laughs> make me feel great. Well, don't don't play your eighth guard. <laughs> I mean, I would I just Zach, please play. Zach, please play the game. All right. And it'll be okay. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. We're going to come back. We've got our guy Steve Buchanan from DraftKings going to join us, talk a little bit of fantasy football. It's a championship for those of us who are lucky enough to, well, skilled enough to wow. be in the championship. Wow. Oh, um, wow. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get some questions from you guys. Give us a call. 888-855-2297 is our number again. 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is The Break. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the Crock-Pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. 
Welcome back. We're in the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber, tell us about Tommy John. <laughs> yes. I sure will. Pick your plays, not your wedgies. Tommy John is the most comfortable underwear in the whole wild world and comes back by a non-wedgie and no wedgie guarantee. If mm. you suffer a wedgie, wedgie sucks. Don't be suffering wedgies. Nope. So if nope. you suffer one, Tommy John will give you your money back guaranteed. Yep. So shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. That's great. No wedgie. She should do it every day. I do agree with that. <laughs> I do agree with that. She said wedgie five times in about a minute. Because you do not want wedgies. You do not want You know want how uncomfortable wedgies are? They're not great. No. Yeah. So get away from those. Get your Tommy John now. And you don't want people seeing you like trying to pick it out. Nope. So, yeah. That's Tommy nasty. John will help you with that. That's so nasty. All right. Let's go on. Let's move on. We got our guy. We got our, <laughs> we got our guy, Steve Buchanan from DraftKings. Steve, what's up? How's it going, everyone? How's it going? Hey, good. Steve. Good. How you been? Very good, very good. Good to be back. Good. Let's, yes, we got to jump on this and talk a little bit about championships. I, of course, have won one championship. I'm in another championship this weekend. So, um, for people like wow. me. Pretty good with a um, broken arm. <laughs> pat yourself on the back. I just, just wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, um, just for people like me, give me, give me just uh, a couple things. There are a couple different instances around the league where, where players are, are, are out or you're having to kind of fill in. Give me a... I guess we could start first with a guy like Jalen Samuels and and Connor uh, Connor um, James Connor James Connor. Connor I'm sorry I do that every being week. out yeah James Connor being out. Uh, what do you think about a guy like Jalen Samuels? I know he had a big week last week, but this week playing a really good New Orleans defense. What would you do with a guy like that? Yeah, I mean this is not really a week to be looking at those guys on the ground. I mean New Orleans has had a shoddy defense overall, but where they've been strong is on the ground, and we've seen Samuels in a couple of games now and. Yeah, that huge game against New England, but that's like night and day when you're going up against the Saints. Uh, they have just been absolutely stifling to opposing running backs. I feel like this is going to be a bad spot for them here. This is really a game where uh, it's going to be on the on the shoulders of Ben Roethlisberger and what he can do through the air. And one of the spots the Saints have been so poor against is slot receivers. And yeah, you know Juju Smith-Schuster jumps right off there. So I feel like that's going to be the guys that are going to have to rely on this spot. It's just a really Who's that matchup for their running backs this week? Steve, for uh, guys like, you know, that are in the consolation game, maybe <laughs> in the third, third place game, um, look at the uh, Bucks and Cowboys matchup. I mean, it seems like the Bucks. so we just talked about their offense. They don't put up a lot of points. They do put up a lot of yards, though. Uh, they, those are guys that you want to look at? Yeah, you know, and one thing, too, is that uh, Deshaun Jackson was practicing again today, and that gives them that deep threat that really they've been missing. Chris Godwin's taking most of the snaps over. Uh, since Jackson has been out. But the thing with Jackson is he can just get downfield so quickly. He averages about 18.8 yards per reception while Garbage around 12. So that gives them that deep threat that they've been missing. And that's something that I think that Winston can kind of rely upon in this game. But, man, if this is a bounce-back spot for the Cowboys, I mean, this is definitely the defense you want to look at. I mean, 386 total yards per game that they allow, which is the fifth highest in the league. Uh, and they've also run over over uh, 103 rushing yards in straight, five straight weeks now. That's been an area that's just been getting ripped. So, you know, overall, I feel like this is a great spot for, you know, for the Cowboys in this spot. But uh, I think Jackson will definitely help that offense. We had a question from a fan. Uh, he was asking for his uh, championship game. Uh, there were three running backs that he listed, Gus Edwards, James White, Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Melvin Gordon coming back from the injury. injury I'm not even sure what his status is right now. 
but what do you think about those guys and, and where you would go, assuming, first of all, that Gordon is not going to play? Because, obviously, if he's playing, he's, the I think, the best of these three, I would guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you can get Gordon in your lineup, that's obviously something you look at. But Buffalo's one of the run, best run defenses in the game. I mean, it doesn't really matter who they've been playing. I mean, they've really been top dogs aside from the Titans when it comes to defending the run. Uh, I'm a little inclined to kind of go with White here, especially with the news that, you know, Josh Gordon is no longer with the team, uh, stepping away from the game of football because he's got the suspension incoming. You know, they've got to spread those targets around somewhere. You know, Chris Hogan's not really a guy you want to rely upon. So this could open up some opportunities for James White, especially against the Bills defense that has been strong against the pass but not so strong on the ground. So I'm a little inclined to go with him here um, with the news that Gordon is no longer with the team. If you had asked me yesterday, White wouldn't have been my first choice, but uh, it looks a little more interesting now with the news there. I'm kind of curious about that. You, you talked about the the Patriots when you're you're putting values on on guys. Are the Patriots the most frustrating team to to try to assign point values to because they've got 17 players over there and they all do a little <laughs> bit? I mean, I mean Brady's the one. Gonna do yeah, Brady's the one that's gonna you know throw the ball around, but you never know. They have like three backs and five receivers, and the tight end hasn't been that good and. Well, running back is the most maddening thing because, you know, yes. they've got uh, Sonny Michelle, they have James White, and then when it comes to goal line, you think it's Rex Burkhead, but nope, it's actually going to be James Devlin because, you know, what the hell, why not? It's just one of the most yeah. aggravating things in terms of fantasy purposes to try to decipher. But, uh, you know, at least without Gordon, at least we can condense some of the receiver targets a bit more this week. But, yeah, they, they just really – it's such a crapshoot when you're trying to figure out who to pair Tom Brady with because – it always seems like the game plan is different every other week, but the loss of Gordon is going to—I think it's going to be pretty. Uh, it's going to be pretty tough on them. He was that guy that you know seems like he could catch anything and that deep downfield threat, and they really don't have that anymore without Gordon. That's their receivers are pretty thin this year, and it's, uh, it's really going to make them tough down the stretch. As a paid professional, how do you cope with the silliness of this game? Like, just—and I'm asking because I'm still. <laughs> I'm still uh, butthurt, for lack of a better phrase, about the way my season ended. And if, if you're not in the championship game, you probably are. Right. Most, and most people, yeah, what, listen, girly you, or you can have you can have the best laid plan in the world, and this game will just smash your heart into a million pieces. So, you know, like I said, you get paid to do this. Obviously, you know better than anybody else, and you can still be wrong. And just how do you cope with that? It's tough. I mean, for somebody that had Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt, it's been a brutal season for me. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> yeah, you uh, own a few pillows and remotes and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just it, it's part of the job. But, uh, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than, uh, you know, when you get paid to do this. And, you know, come week 11, I'm tanking on purpose so I can get a good draft pick next year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> got tanking in fantasy now. Got to do what you got to do. Uh, hey, dynasty leagues, baby. Hey, this is Steve Buchanan from DraftKings. I have well, one it's more. It's my turn then. Whoa, Whoa. go ahead. You know get what? in there. Yeah, Let me one. get in there. As a as a fantasy rookie aspiring to beat <laughs> a cocky person like Derek Eagleton in the future, in the near future, <laughs> someone that is just starting out, what would be the best way to kind of keep up with the whole NFL and all these players and kind of figure out how who to play and get all that information from? Because as as you, I mean, I can't even imagine keeping up with so many players and their statuses, their, uh, their injuries, and all of that stuff. Well, that's a perfect segue for a shameless plug. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, yeah. Yeah. here's your layup. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I work on the, uh, the DK Live app, and, you know, especially for fantasy, even if you're not playing daily fantasy, you know, we have all these alerts and pushes to your phone when things happen, when injuries occur. Uh, we get them out there as soon as possible, and then analysis on how that affects 
the rest of the rosters and such like that. So just having that available, you know, all the information is just in one spot. We post all the tweet updates for you. We have our blurbs on who the roster and who the not. So it's really useful to kind of get that all in one place because, you know, you go on the Twitter sphere and then you just get lost in this mass of information. You know, 90% of it is useless. So we try to get rid of the 90% that's not useless, that's uh, useless and try to get it into that good 10% there that you can use. So I definitely would recommend that. It's available on uh, iPhone and Android. That's good feedback. I just downloaded it as we were talking. I didn't even realize that you guys had that out there. It sounds like a great tool. So I just tool. helped you out? Boom. You just helped me out. <laughs> And, and my league is now really mad because I'm already winning, and now I have an extra tool or, that's going to help me you can be watch, better. You can watch the show The Sweat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You've been on that. Yeah. I have, yeah. That's why I know about it. You can watch, you can watch the show. The, and, hey, I, I do know this. I was on for about waiting for about 10 minutes before my segment, and I was, like, watching these guys talk about the NBA. It was the most detailed stuff I've ever – I mean, talking about, you know, just, just trends and stuff. I could. I didn't know anything about this stuff in the NBA, so it, it is very detailed stuff. All right, Steve, yeah, man, we really appreciate you. Sec- sure. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said simply good educational purposes to help you learn the game for sure. Yeah, yep, no doubt, definitely. We appreciate you taking some some time with us. Uh, good luck to you this weekend. Have a great, great, great Christmas and a happy holidays. And we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. You too. Thanks See so much. Thank All right, you. take Bye. care. All right, bye bye. All right, that was Steve Buchanan with DraftKings talking fantasy football with us, Nick. What is Leighton Vander Esch and Connor Williams like? What are they this year? <laughs> Rookies. Rookies. I like that. Rookie. I like how she says that. A rookie. A rookie. <laughs> All right, let's jump back in. We got. We do have a question from a fan, Horace in Atlanta. Uh, let's go to him in the, on the phone lines. What do we got? Hey guys, how you doing? Hey. hey. Uh, I agree with Amber. Uh, I believe if they can't really get it in the end zone, somebody's got to go, and I believe that should be uh, the office of uh, coordinator. Now, I don't agree with Nick. I don't think Dak should go, uh, or maybe you were I don't know. Didn't say that. I didn't say that. When that question came up. I okay. I, didn't I just say, want to I didn't say Dak should go. Well, you said the, the one of the office coordinator and the QB, somebody's got to go, or something no. like that. So, something I don't know, like but that. we know yeah. what it's like to have a bad quarterback, and there's no way I would trade a quarterback in three seasons that has just as many wins as Tom Brady. That would be ludicrous. I would think that yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to go. Well, who are you arguing my, my against? Question, like, who who would you argue against? Like, who who says that that you should trade away Dak Prescott? Oh no, I didn't say. I didn't. I don't think that we should. I don't oh, think. But I, I thought would be I ludicrous to do that. That the offensive coordinator or Scott Linehan or Dak, because something is wrong after we didn't score. Right. You know, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering. I got because I'll clarify my comment yeah. after that. Okay. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, but because uh, I believe, you know, our quarterback has we hit people in the hands with balls and they drop them. But my question is, is, is that when we get in the red zone, why don't we just give the ball to Zeke like three times in a row? What is the what is the fault with that? Of just saying, look, I'm going. I would get in, in in Zach Martin's face and Lyle Collins' face, and I say, look, we're running on your side. You're the highest paid player. You you were supposed to be a good draft pick. You run, we gonna run behind you. You make a hole and score. You the you the you the first round draft pick back. Get in there in the end zone. I don't see why we can't do that. All right, thanks for the call. And that's my question. I, I, Appreciate it. And I don't think anyone here disagrees with you. And I think one thing that that the Cowboys fail to realize or remember, it seems like that they look at the stacked boxes or whatever. Nobody in the league pushes the pile better than Zeke to me. 
And not only that, he is crafty with how he gets the ball and finds the, you know, the the, the marker and stuff like that. And like, let him and those that that you know power that he's got. He's going to drive some people. Just because you're in his way doesn't mean you're going to bring him down. Imagine so. if they did that regularly. He'd have 25, 26 touchdowns in in a season. Like mm-hmm. he's just. I just think the Cowboys way too. I mean, because you're asking. I don't know, maybe, but I, I'll say this. I think that you're right. I think he know he has a knack for getting the ball where it needs to be, whether it's for a first down on, on third or fourth and short, or whether it's on the goal line. And so I think if you give him those opportunities, I think he's going to figure out a way to do it without taking a lot of flush hits. Like, he just knows how to find that little seam and dip through it and get the ball out, and there you go. You got a touchdown. I would give him more opportunities to do that. For the sake of argument, I will point out that Zach did not play in Indianapolis. Right. So he wasn't there to do that. But as a season-long trend, yes, it's absolutely ludicrous. I don't know how many more ways we can frame it. I mean, we talk about it every week, and we should. Obviously, they they suck at it, and so we need to talk about it. But they they don't want to do the obvious thing. They think that the obvious thing will be stopped by an NFL defense that is keyed up to do it, which that's kind of insane to me since we've praised them for so many years. They built this around the offensive line, and that's they're going to run it when nobody thinks they can. And I know that there's been injuries, and not having Travis is huge, but they've played well enough that you should be able to get a yard if you try it three times in a row. Like yeah. you just, you just should. It's and almost like saying I have Aaron Rodgers, So they know I'm going to throw it. So I'm yeah. not going to yeah, throw don't it. Do like, that. You have a, you have an offensive line and a running back. You put resources in because you wanted to be able to run the ball against anybody in any circumstance. So why take that away from yourself? Jimmy They're, Chitwood. What? Jimmy Chitwood. I make it. You guys still don't haven't no, seen. It I haven't through. seen. It. Still haven't. Still seen haven't. It. But I'm just going to keep throwing it out. <laughs> going to keep doing it until we decide that we're going to go. Their what? total lack of willingness to play bully ball this year is frustrating. And just for the, I could say this till I'm blue in the face. Like I, the, the the offense has been bad, and if it stays this way, like a change will happen. Like if if they don't win the Super Bowl and they're 31st in red zone and 26th in total offense, something's got to give there. Oh. And so. Us not sitting here calling for people to be fired every day is like I'm not ignoring that fact. I'm just we're in a different spot. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I've said this before. Like the season is still going on. They're not going to do something like that right now. Just let's see where we are in a month, and then let's we can just have ride a through it, see what happens. Let me yeah. clarify that real quick. What what I said last week was I don't think Dak and and Linehan are a good pair. I really don't. I think Linehan calls plays that a more accurate quarterback should probably be able to make. However, I think Dak needs a coordinator that can do a little bit more with what his skill set is. And if one's got to go, it's certainly not going to be either or. You keep Dak. Dak is is a winner. He's proven that. I I, I believe that is the way to go. And I don't know how much you want to pay him, but I think you'll pay him something. But I, I do not think... Anything short of a Super Bowl keeps the offensive coordinator here at all. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us back tomorrow. We're going to let you guys know what we're going to think is going to happen this Sunday. Cowboys versus Buccaneers. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!